it happened. It finally fucking happened. On August 27th was the release of Agretzico Season 3, and I will have to say, after just watching the whole season, and probably watching it probably three or four times, I will say this, I was experiencing a whirlwind, a hurricane of emotions at that moment, because I was on the edge of my seat, I was really, really, really happy about the results, about what was going on in the series, I was crying my eyes out, I loved what happened. So this is what this whole episode is going to be about, my review of Season 3 of Regrets Ago. So for those of you who are fans of the show, this is going to be a special treat for you. So this is Jade from the Nerd Fix, giving you a special episode of my review of Season 3. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. So as I've already mentioned before, Season 3 of Regretico had recently came out on Thursday, and I am really, really happy that my prediction came true that it was coming out this summer. I was elated by how good the season was, and from what I have already watched from the three, four, maybe five times watching it now, it was really, really meeting my expectations. And it was completely different from the past two seasons. No, Gretzko did not find another boy. Well, kind of, in a way. But it was a virtual reality kind of a boyfriend that she was basically fantasizing over, which was some kind of British talking unicorn. I mean, I would not mind something like that for myself, but if the British unicorn was like something like maybe Henry Cavill or maybe, uh... Tom uh, Edelson, or uh, I forgot his last name, but the guy who played Loki in uh, Avengers, yeah, I will probably be lost for like hours on end and probably spend too much of my money just so I would say, take all my money, you sexy, you sexy brick. <sighs> yeah. That's the story of my life right there. But in other ways, I could also say that watching the whole season, it really, really gave Haida his moment to shine, and I was happy about that. This was his big chance. Finally, he was able to finally step out of his box, stop being such a puss, and somehow be able to tell Retsuko right then and there that he's interested in her. Five years he's been interested in her, he wanted to tell her. He likes her. He loves her. He wants to be the one in her life. But she's been through a lot. Like, come on. Her last relationship with Rosalske and the last relationship she had with Tadano. Yeah, it really wasn't that easy. She really had to recover. But as from what I remember from the series, and I'm sorry if I've been very forgetful of the names, this is how the series went. And if there's going to be some spoilers up ahead for anybody who has not seen season 3, I am going to warn you right now. So with the first episode, it begins with her. She bumps into a guy who is left by the name of Kyodo, uh, Kyodo who basically runs a, a pop idol group. And, well... It's pretty cool that he runs a pop idol group, but she becomes like the accounting director for the group, which I think is kind of cool that she works a side job so so because she has to pay the 200,000 yen debt for what she had caused for the damages. And I just thought, 
Okay, if I was going through something like this, I would probably feel the same way too, because I would probably cry my ass off and probably just say, just put me in jail, or I would probably go broke. I would not have a way of doing so, but then again, doing it for like a pop group or probably for a rock group, yeah, I would. But then, as the series progresses, things begin to turn a new light for Retsuko, and I was really, really, really happy about that. She begins to now become an idol, and she begins to have a moment of shine, when people begin to discover a little bit more about her. More and more people are beginning to see that she has a love for death metal, and I think that's kind of cool. And something I find really interesting is that the twin daughters of Mr. Tun, he, they have like her. And I'm like, oh, wait. But then he finds out about it, and I'm like, uh-oh. That's not good. But what kind of makes it weird is, uh, I'm really bad with names. Again, I'm sorry. But the guy, the meerkat one who is part of the workforce at Retsuko's job, who is always hanging around Mr. Tone, played by, uh, the guy who played his, uh, Natsu and also, uh, Death the Kid. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, he's kind of obsessed with her. And that's kind of creepy. Always taking pictures of her. Like, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. Um, now he kind of likes her? What the fuck? And <laughs> the more people are beginning to see uh, Retsuko as an idol, and Retsuko is beginning to have more, spot more time in the spotlight, the more she's, like, shut herself away from her friends. And that's kind of sad. I mean, she doesn't tell any of that to, like, Benigo or to Haida, and mostly Haida. And Haida feels kind of upset about this, knowing that, like, Fedeko even said it her said it to Haida. We're just the friends that she sees at work. That's it. And that's kinda sad. I mean, I don't understand why she would feel that way. I mean, there should be more than just friends from work. I mean, why not friends outside of work? That should be something like that. I mean, come on. But then we see something that is some that kinda made me a bit iffy throughout this entire series that made me go, Ugh. We were introduced to another new character in Season 3, introducing Inui. Inui is part of the administrative department of the, of Retsuko's job, and she strikes up an interest with Haida. Haida and her begin to become friends, but then there was shows that she begins to believe has a bit of an interest in him, but he's basically says, no, we're just friends, no, 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 but Fenneko doesn't see that. However, then we begin to discover that, uh-oh, there's kind of a little bit of a love triangle there, but I don't even know if it is. I mean, and from what I've already noticed, Inui kind of has the model perfect perfect definition of a housewife. She's caring, she's warm, she's, I, I will admit, she's kind of cute, but also is the fact that she's really, really too perfect for him, but at the same time, it's like, eh... I just don't see that. I mean, yeah, the interactions with her and Haida were cute, but at the same time, it's just, ugh, I, I, I'd rather see him with Retsuko. I'm sorry. But we do get to see that in episode 8, when Retsuko asks Haida to teach her how to play the guitar. And what makes me really happy was when him and Benico were at a bar, and he's drunk, and he's upset about it, and then he talks about three things that she doesn't like, that 
He knows a lot about Retsuko. Doesn't know the difference between a basic guitar. Puts her, puts her down two times. And then the third part made me laugh, where he's like, the country dress that his her mother gave her haunts his dreams. I'm like, really? Okay, well, that kind of said, point. Well, that's one mystery solved. But then when he was about to put her down, he said, okay. <laughs> and the best part about that was when he's like, what? And right away, he's back at square one. But then, the whole interaction between him and Retsko, where he taught her how to play the F chord on the guitar, I thought that was a really beautiful moment, and it was so cute. Not to mention, I really loved the reaction on Haida's face when she, ever she strummed her guitar playing the F chord. is like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that. It was so cute, and I already know from... Even though it's already been about four days now since it already appeared on Netflix, it's already a meme. I can tell. Go look it up. It's a meme. You'll thank me later. But anyways, after Retsuko leaves, but well, well, before Retsuko leaves, she said that she was going to go to a guitar instructor to teach her how to how to play. But she said that she she was glad she went to a friend, which made Haida blush. And she, when she leaves, you could tell right away, Haida. Watching her leave, says, and I'm like, oh, Hada. But then Inui comes in, and we see right then and there, yeah, things are a bit kind of awkward there. But at the same time, we already know that Inui starts to really think of things over about that. Yeah, Hida is interested in Retsuko. How is this? Because Retsuko accidentally left her handkerchief behind. When Inui went into the bathroom, she noticed there a pink handkerchief that had the initial R on it. That belonged to Retsuko. So immediately, Inui thought of Ret- immediately believed that this would belong to Retsuko. And at the end of the episode, she told Haida that she likes him, but wanted to know if Haida liked her back. Which leaves him at a standstill, because... He's, he's unsure if he likes her because for five long years, he's had a long-standing crush for Retsuko and it's really, really hard for him trying to, um, to admit that, okay, so there's a girl who likes me, but um, I don't know how I feel about her. But yet, I don't even know how I'm going to say that I'd rather want Retsuko. But then things began to take a big turn on episode 10, which was, I would have to say hands down, probably the best episode I will say. And I will explain it to the best of my knowledge of how that episode went. So yeah, well, we'll start with episode 9. In episode 9, things go well with, with OTM girls. Then things are really going well until Retsuko meets her stalker. The stalker basically talks to her for about five minutes of how her singing death metal and changing everything about what OTM Girls is thinks that she would become popular and basically degrading her. And yeah, even though she shows that she is very strong and very determined at the end, deep down, she's traumatized by it. I mean, I would feel traumatized as well. This is really, really upsetting. I would probably have a mental breakdown or probably have an anxiety attack over this because 
I would not know how to comprehend or be able to process this into my already anxiety damaged brain. Because this is fucked up at so many levels. And something as cute as a Gretzko, why are they going to add something dark like this? But then things become darker in the final episode, in episode 10 of season 3. This is when it gets dark. So, buckle up, it's going to get dark. Here we go. So, how's it Monica calls Gretzko and notices that someone has been taking pictures of her going to her job. As Retzko is leaving to her, from her job, she gets a call from Monica. She keeps reassuring Monica that everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Haida notices that, that something isn't right, and just when Retzko is heading out, heading home, she notices that someone was behind her, and it's apparently the stalker. He comes behind, and he tries to hurt her, but luckily, she is saved thanks to Haida. He tackles him to the ground. He tackles him to the ground, Say, how dare you try to hurt Retzko? And I'm like, my heart, my heart, you saved the girl of your dreams. And it was at that moment, we see that moment where he almost broke down because of Retzko being covered in blood. He thought that she was bleeding, but it turns out that the blood was his own. And in Yui, even though she arrived and called for medical help, she told Haida that she wanted him to decide, to give him a space to decide who he would choose. And she told him, Yuri knew. And in the end, Haida said that if he wanted, if he could choose anyone that he would want, he'd choose Retzko. And it was there, that was a standing ovation for me. I said, yes! And it was at that moment, at the Birdie Cafe, Gori was surprised that Haida chose Retzko instead of Inui. And to even prove about the relationship between the two and to prove that they are a match, they decided to pull up Gori's marriage counseling app that she has been working on that Retzko actually helped out with. Well, not really, but still, in the end, they decided to use that as an experiment. And it turns out, after doing the results, that Retzko and Haida are soulmates, based on what the calculations. So then, they head to where Retzko is at, which is assumably her parents' home, to where we meet Retzko's mother once again. And when she asks her mother, and when the mother, Retzko's mother asks, what's the reason she's here? What's the reason they're here? What's what is Haida doing here? And I'm sorry, I'm tripping up on my words. I'm just really excited because this is awesome. He shows him her the phone saying the perfect match, and she's like, oh. and I'm like, and as there we see Haida sees Retzko, and he just pulls her away like, and I'm like. What the fuck? And then we see the both of them in the karaoke place where she will go to. And may I just say, I s- the moment when Haida let off some steam doing his bit on the karaoke, I was blown away. Like, what the fuck? He does karaoke too? Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be a furry. I don't want to be a furry. 
I don't want to be a furry. I don't want to be a furry. I don't want to be a furry. I don't want to be a furry. I don't want to be a fucking furry. But still, that was awesome. But then he tells her he wants Retsuko to trust in him. But Retsuko basically refuses it and tries to push him away once again and goes into death metal mode once more. Death metal mode. But instead, Haida pushes through it and takes a hold of Retsuko's hand. And the one thing he says to her is, let's go punch him back. And I'm like, So, basically, in the end, Retsuko was able to pay back the de- to pay back for the damages from from the very first episode, and it's now shown that Haida and Retsuko now see each other more than as friends. They probably as best friends, and they are now more honest with each other, and are able to are now more honest with each other, and that really makes me happy. So, because now that they're being more honest with each other, they're now able to be able to express things with each other that they haven't done in seasons one and two and that really makes me happy and i get the feeling that with with their relationship their buddy relationship in the future i'm really hoping that from back when i did my very first episode of my podcast it really comes to light because if it does i'm probably going to jump out of my bed run down the street screaming i was right you were wrong i was right you were wrong or something like that. I don't know what I would do. I will probably scream my head off or something like that. But if it does happen, I will probably be crying my head off. But still, that's basically my review. And I honestly give Season 3 of Agretzigo a solid 10 out of 10. So, what do you guys think? Did you like Season 3 of Agretzuko? Was it really good? Was it really bad? What were your thoughts? What do you think of how the season finale of Agretzuko ended? And how do you think they're finally going to become a couple? Because, again, if you want to hear my theory of how Agretzuko and Haida will become a couple, I highly suggest you listen to my very first episode of my podcast because it's really something interesting and I highly highly advise you to check it out because this is probably something that will bound to happen but if it doesn't then mm, i tried but again thank you all so much for listening and to end my episode whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not keep loving what makes you you and stay awesome thank you all so much for listening this is jade from the nerd fix and i hope you got your fix for the week and thank you so much for listening later